Welcome to the Be More podcast, brought to you by Hus Omandi. Each week, we speak with courageous people making an authentic contribution to a better world. Their stories, triumphs, and challenges inspire us to take on the insidious fears of not being, doing, and having enough. Join us as Hasomandi dives deep into conversations with today's generation of leaders who will be sharing their proven strategies and tactics for success. Now, here's your host, Hus Omandi. For the listeners just tuning in, Jade is the founder and director of digital marketing agency, Sierra Six Media. I've known Jade for quite some time. I met her in university. This was almost yeah. seven years ago, pretty much. And I have watched her grow literally from having her, her own vision ideas because I met her. She was always a visionary. Like she always knew what she wanted to do. And I guess the most amazing part pretty much was actually seeing you and following and watching you follow through with all this, you know, all your all your visions, all your all your plans. Like you literally said that you were going to do it and you actually did do it. But uh, before we get into like everything else, just tell me a little bit, like how did you, how did this all start? Your entrepreneurship journey, how did it start? Where did you get this drive from? This drive is so-called entrepreneurial drive. By the way, I'm not a fan of the word entrepreneur. I think a lot of people overuse it. Drive-wise, I, um, I've always, I've always been a bit of a nutter. I've always wanted to do my own thing. When I was, um, when I was eight, I remember asking for a house key from my parents and said, I need to go to town. I need to go and buy a 50p mix. I need a house a house key. And my mum and dad would say, you're eight years old. Where do you think you're going? And I'd say, I'm going, I'm going off. I'm going on my ventures. And I think from there, I've always sort of known what I wanted to do. I've always been very strong-willed. I think there's a difference between sort of being aggressive and being assertive. And I think in my younger years, I was quite aggressive about my desires and what I wanted to do. As I've got older, I've definitely um, channeled that and turned it into being assertive, assertive with my time, assertive with my goals. My goal was always to have a business by the age of 25. You know, I was 24 I saw my mum work three jobs when I was younger. I saw my dad work seven days a week. I used to go to my grandparents and I used to build things in the workshop. I used to see him building things and selling things. I got my first job when I was 12 and I worked, I think. I think I, I worked this out. Every, every weekend I worked from the age of 15 to 24. So that's a lot of time, a lot of work experience, a lot of managers to learn from. It's definitely worth getting out in the workplace as soon as possible. That's quite a lot, actually. And just... Because you mentioned as well, like your parents were always working two, three jobs, you know, at the same time. How did your parents instill this role of hard work in you? It's honestly crazy. I don't, I don't know, upon reflection, how my parents managed to do it so well. They made it look so seamless. So my parents were together until I was about 12, 13 years old. Before that, my mum was working. She was doing lifeguarding. She was doing cleaning. She was doing bar work. She was doing care work. She was choosing jobs that could fit around the school run with having three children. So she'd always make sure that she dropped us off at nine and picked us up at three. My dad was working seven days a week. He's a carpenter. My mum picked up hair hairdressing. And they were just in and out, in and out. But always, we always had the latest toys. We, all, we always had smart clothes. We always had... We never went without, and I always saw them just work their absolute arses off so that my brother and my sister and I were treated fairly and the same as people at school. It was, um, upon reflection, I do find that quite astonishing. Yeah, cool. And then when my parents broke up, I went to go and live with my dad, 
And he was obviously paying rent at our, at our house and paying my mum for the mortgage and for my brother and my sister. So he, he was working crazy hours again. He was self-employed as a um, carpenter. He couldn't have sick days or holidays. And then at this point, my mum, again, she picked up another job to help with my brother and my sister. So all throughout, really, I've seen good work ethic. And I guess that's why money motivates me now. I've seen, I know what you need to do to make money. And I know it takes hard work to survive. So that's been instilled in me in a a very long time. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I like how you've seen, you've seen your parents go through literally, you know, working two, three jobs, you know, exactly what in terms of hard work needs to be done. And I think what happened is you just literally saw that and you put it into your head like, okay, this is how as well in the future I need to work hard. So you managed to manifest that hard work from your parents and you put it in you. So this is why as well, I see like you're quite, you're really quite aggressive in terms of knowing what you want and for your business as well. I think part, part of seeing them work so hard, especially my mum, is I wanted to help. So money motivates me because I want, I want to help my mum now. Money's the number one thing that can help me do that and time. Also, when I was a teenager, I used to have some ridiculous ideas, just ridiculous ideas. I mean, I was making fake IDs in sixth form and selling them on and <laughs> just to make a quick buck. I was picking up things on free cycle and taking them to boot sales and selling them. Um, I actually once found an outbuilding in someone's back garden, right? And they were giving it away for uh, free. And I was like, bloody hell, that is a big building. It's got mirrors in it. It's got a kitchen in it. It's got a bathroom. I thought, surely someone will pay some money, right? So I took his photos from this free listing and I put them on eBay and I started an auction. And this woman gave me two and a half thousand pounds for this building. But the building wasn't mine. Wow. So I drove to the house. I was like, nice. That's a nice, that's a nice bit of cash. So I drove to the guy's house who was giving away the free building and I just said, listen, I've got some, um, my name's Jade. Um, I've got somebody coming around to view your building in 10 minutes. Here's 500 pounds to keep your mouth shut. If they've already bought the buildings, I need you to liaise with them to remove the building. I'm going to take my cut and leave now. And he just laughed and he shook my hand and he actually emailed me to say, what do you do? And I said, digital marketing. It turns out he actually owns a company in Canary Wharf. And I now do his digital marketing because he loved the tenacity that I showed and the aggression I showed to acquire that building and make some money. Oh, but that was quite a a stance you took there. Yeah. When did you realize I'm good at this? I am good at speaking to people and I'm good at marketing things and connecting people. When, When did you realize this is what I want to do? Every job I've had, I've always been told I'm good at. I've never not had, I've never not passed an interview. I've always got the job I wanted. And I've always been able to rope in the right people to speak to before going to the interviews. I've always been able to know who to call on to get the right advice for the right job. I think once I started to connect a couple of people, it made sense for me to sort of start my own network, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I put the feelers out in the marketplace, on social media, to my networking groups. I belong to a couple of sort of high, high net worth networking groups in London. And I'm just putting feelers out there really saying, do you want to come to Sierra 6 meetings? I just started inviting people for drinks and for dinners and inviting other people. And everyone got on and people started to do business. And that gives you confidence. I also like to think that I surround myself with like-minded people like yourself. 
and people of value. So if you're in a room of people with value, you can you can quite easily connect the dots and people sort of make opportunities for themselves. I think just sort of choosing choosing who you who you hang around with. Yeah, and that's actually quite an important point because normally the people you're around with, they tend to elevate you. If they're in a different level, if they're experts in their particular field, I mean you're just gonna be naturally curious who you associate yourself with. Like your brain goes into the state of okay. I need to be on the same level with you, or if not, even better. So, you know, there's always that next step. My old boss said to me, if you hang around with 10 drug dealers, what do you think you're, you're going to be? The 11th one. A drug dealer. It's very important for you to say no to certain situations, to say no to friendship, to say no to people that don't vibe on your wavelength. There's, one of my clients says to me, your vibe attracts your tribe. So it's always important to project a good vibe and to attract the same like-minded people back. Exactly. You've been able to to adopt the hard work ethic that you've seen from your parents and you've been able to literally manifest it into this whole ball of energy. So you focus on what's not only important for your business, but also what's important for for you in terms of how to achieve your goals. So who you surround yourself with, easily one of the best things that you can, I think, do for yourself. Yeah, I think that leads on to um, visualization quite nicely, really. I, I think I think that word's sort of thrown about an awful lot too, same as entrepreneur, this whole visualization malarkey. Fundamentally, visualization is, is about seeing where you want to be and taking that vision very seriously. You won't speak to any business owner and not hear the saying, whatever your mind can believe, you can achieve. Put yourself in that position that you can achieve something, have a bit of self-belief. Put yourself in a situation that you've already won. So, for example, I go to expensive car showrooms. I go to expensive clothes shops. I go to lovely jewellers. I go to watch shops. I dine at fancy places. I'm already putting myself in a position where I want to be in the future. I practice my daily affirmations. I've actually written myself a check for a million pounds. And one day I will cash that check. I keep it in my purse and it affirms to me what I'm aiming for every single day. I believe that if you keep on telling yourself something consistently and you believe it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever your mind can conceive, your mind can achieve. That story of writing yourself a check, I love it. Like That's exactly what you need to do. You know, you need to be able to, as well, hold yourself accountable because when you see that every day, you know I have a goal to, to get to. Tell me some of your daily habits. What keeps you grounded? You've told me about the affirmation. What books do you read? What kind of people do you look up to that? Um, in terms of daily habits, it's a good question. I have got some regimented daily habits that I keep to. Every day I write down what I'm doing the following day. That's important. It gives me some structure. I know what I'm waking up to achieve. Every Sunday I plan my week. I write out what I want done for that week. I read. I know you touched upon reading. I read books. I read journals. I read white papers. I read the news. I just try to keep abreast of everything relevant in the business world. I think in social situations, it definitely helps to gain some credibility. There's a book called Eat That Frog by a guy called Brian um, Tracy. And the notion is, if you wake up and you achieve the hardest task of the day, then the rest of the day you'll have structure, you become a lot more focused. It's called Eat That Frog, because if the hardest task of the day is eating a frog, then you've already conquered the hardest part. So another sort of tip here for setting good habits. Habits habits take about 60 days to actually form. So I try to twin new habits with existing um, habits. So for example, I meditate. I've done about 600 hours at the moment. I twin that with brushing my teeth in the morning. So I I already have that habit that's been built into me now for 27 years. And alongside brushing my teeth, I now meditate. So I twin good habits with old habits. 
also, I actually fast until about one or two o'clock every day. Being physically hungry in the morning and working towards your goals, that same hunger prevails. So until I've done my frogs in the morning, until I've done my tasks, I won't eat. I fast and I do that. It keeps me grounded and it keeps me practicing gratitude. Another big thing for me in terms of daily habits is notifications on my phone. I have altered, I have absolutely customized and tailored my notifications to my lifestyle. So I have timers set up on different apps, when to push notifications, when not to. I get notifications on things like payments in and payments out of the business, messages from important people. I get price alerts in the Forex market. And I filter out anything to do with everyday life. I've channeled my inbound push notifications to help me through that day. And I think that's a good daily habit to have. And to block out external noise because you want to you focus. You're walking up with a goal. Well, you have to. It gives you such good um, momentum. There's, there's a book called... Um, Make Your Bed, and it's written by a Navy SEAL called William McRaven, and he speaks about the uh, simple and effective way of uh, making your bed in the morning and how that shapes your day, completing that first task when you wake up in the morning and the precedent that sets for the day. So I definitely recommend that book. Yeah, keep, keep on top of your notifications and, you know, practice your affirmations and look at your goals. Make sure you're writing down what you're doing the day after. The minute you write down your goals, that already sets this precedent in your head. For example, you've gone back, you have written a check for yourself. Yeah. So every single time or every single night before you sleep, when you look at that, you, you know your brain is going to just focus on this. And what your brain looks out for is what yeah. the universe as well is going to look out for. So all your attention is just going to be focused on achieving that specific goal that you've written down. There will be nothing else that will come in between. And I think what you have done and what you have mastered really well from our conversation so far is that you have mastered already the art of visualizing really, really well, planning down, writing down what you need to do for the day, for the future as well. And you just follow through each and every day, like every single task you do, your goal is just to be able to get to this task, regardless of the circumstance. Even in in education, you know, I never sort of, I always done really well at school and I didn't understand how you couldn't do well when the teacher gives you guidelines on how to get an A, on how to get an A star, on how to get a first class, um, a first class degree. It's like the teacher tells you what you need to do to get that. So just just do it. Just make time and just do it. I don't understand. The only deviance is there is self-discipline lack of motivation and if you don't do it you probably just don't want it that much you need to be firm with yourself you need to ground yourself you know you can't be sort of flying around living this high life and just hoping I'm going to get lucky or making excuses or blaming others you need to you need to read books you need to learn a personal development from the officer and I think this is what they need to be taught in schools you know these kids are leaving school they've got no idea about financial management they're told to put their money into savings and to go and spend forty thousand pounds on a degree they don't actually teach you about how to spend it they don't teach you how to spend it they don't teach you how to invest in it you know that financial knowledge is not there you know how do you start your business how do you invest your money to to double it how do you it's not it's, exactly. it's not taught so this is one one of the one of the one of the um, I'd say one of the disadvantages some people do have, 
But for others, this just comes naturally. Yeah, results breed results, right? I mean, for anyone listening who who just lives paycheck to pay to paycheck, ideally, you'd be saving 20% of your income per month and you'd be investing 20% of your income per month. After month one, you see a return on that initial investment. It just becomes a habit. If you save 20% every month, your entire lifetime, you will become a millionaire. It isn't rocket science. It's just having that determination to do well and wanting it. You have to want it. You have to want it. But I think some people are usually scared. And let's just talk about this a little bit. For you, for example, I mean, you started your own business at 25. Why are you scared at some point? Why you, did you have any doubts? I mean, how did the fear of failure push you past your limitations? How did it push you to keep on going, keep on striving? Just do it anyway. (laughs) I mean, just do it anyway. There's a sales guy called Grant Cardone. He says, when you're going in for a sale or you're setting goals, he said, accept that some things might be hard, accept that the client might not have a biggest budget, but hey, just do it anyway. When it comes to fear of failure, if you do something wholeheartedly and you do it consistently and you love it, you don't lose. You're not scared of failing. And it's important to know that you lose 100% of the shots you don't take. You have to keep shooting. You have to keep on knocking on those doors. Keep on making those phone calls. Keep Just keep on keeping on. And it does pay off. Set your goals. I always say I do 1% daily. Okay? So that's my daily goal. I do 1%. Over 30 days, I've done 30%. Over three months, I've done 100%. That's a milestone for me. So three months is a milestone. And then four lots of three months, that's a year, that's my goal. So I break it down into 1% dailies. And every single day, I work on being 1% better. And the fear of failure goes because you're following a trusted process. If you're following Warren Buffett, if you're following Elon Musk, if you're following Jack Ma, if you think about all of the global leaders, Jeff Bezos, they all say the same thing, you know, and these people are successful. So the mentorship is there for you to listen to more so now than ever with social media. Um, So it's just the case of doing it. Yeah. And social media has made everything so easy and accessible. I mean, you can just pull up a video and just watch how someone has taken a company from A to to Z. There are no excuses normally for for people. And to be able to see exactly what you're doing, you've taken the classic goal and objective of people. People want to leave their nightfire jobs and start their own businesses, but they don't have this strength of just go, just do it. You know, they're waiting for the moment of perfect opportunity. My granddad said to me, he said, taking a risk, like starting your own business, is like jumping off a cliff and relying on yourself to open the parachute on the way down. You don't jump off a cliff with the parachute open. You jump and you rely on yourself to pull open that parachute. With anything that you feel scared or you're scared of failing, just jump off the cliff and trust yourself. You know, I don't bet, but I bet on myself. Just do it anyway. Exactly. You just remind me of this book I read. Uh, It's called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Great book. In this book, she stated that if you have goals and regardless of how you feel, if you're waking up and you're not, you're feeling uninspired, you're feeling, you know, tired, or you just don't want to do things, it doesn't matter. The sun is still going to rise, regardless of how you feel, you know, the sun will still rise up. And at the end of the day, it's going to set. You have to yeah. ask yourself at the end of the day, what have I done? You can easily just watch the days pass by like this, like this, and keep on waiting for your That's moment. You're like, okay, I'll do this tomorrow. But no, if you do this, if you wait to do it tomorrow, maybe someone else would have taken the same idea you had yesterday and would have pushed through with it. and he or she would have been successful definitely a great book that i definitely recommend that 
what's also important to note is like this whole fear of failure doing something that's like scary and outside your comfort zone most entrepreneurs most business people would agree being inside my comfort zone scares the shit out of me if I'm inside my comfort zone I'm not growing I'm not developing I'm 28 years old I should be growing every single day if I'm comfortable that's what scares me the most that's that's what drives me the most you know so jump jumping off that um, cliff starting that business investing in those stocks I'm outside of my comfort zone I know I'm growing and I know I'm in the right direction exactly you have to be willing to take the risk growth happens outside your comfort zone so if you're com- if you're comfortable yes. if you're content you're not going to grow you're not going to push as well your mind to be like always asking okay what's the next level each time you accomplish a goal there's always something higher or something more you can always aim to so it's always yeah what's the next level what do I need to do to get this 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 okay now I've accomplished the next level what do I need now more to get to the next level? There's always that next level. There's always a faster car, a bigger house, and a better looking girlfriend, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that is the perfect way to put it. There's always, there's always something better on the horizon. You just always have to have that ambition like, and that desire. What advice can you give to people who are looking to maybe start their own journey, and, but they just don't have that courage to take that first step or to take the first leap? What can you say to them? It's probably going to be a bit savage, to be honest with you. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. You will reach a stage. If you're destined to start your own business, to invest in stocks and shares, to expand your circles, you will reach a point in your head where the pain of not doing it surpasses the fear of doing it. Only when you're in that mindset will you actually ever jump. There is no pushing people to do it. There is no convincing. There is no persuading. It's when you're ready, you'll know you're ready and just trust yourself. Read also Warren Buffett. He's a mentor of some of the world's biggest billionaires. He says that his daily job is to read. So he he's reading from 8am till 6pm every night. And he says that's his job after 6pm. That's when he starts to manage his investments, his staff, his businesses. He says his job is to read. So all I can say is read, get yourself into that mindset and then go for it. Just go for it. Don't seek approval from anybody aside yourself. Crack on. Crack on. That's it. You said it quite well. And another thing, Buffett, he's like reading 70 pages a day, even more than that. Apparently, that's what they say. And he's been doing this for years. Now, just imagine how much knowledge and information you can have just from reading. If I could go for dinner with one person, it would be Warren Buffett. Has to be him. (laughs) It was a pleasure. I mean, this was quite insightful and it's always a great, great pleasure to catch up with you and to speak with you like this. We learned so much from you and from your journey. Like you're just such a strong-willed person mentally. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time and for your patience. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Be More Podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do so. 